is up everybody how you guys doing welcome back to the cousin cecil show episode 20 of a little fucking long haul i didn't know uh so before this week started i was like you know what this is the holiday week holiday month like how bad can the news be i don't think the news is gonna be that loud but i was wrong so uh yeah here we are today we're gonna get you some a lot of fucking news came out this week and uh we're going to start like how we do every week, uh, what I've been playing. And I'll start off with uh, more of a not-so-surprising. I tried out the PS Plus game, The Worms Grumble, and I have to say, it's pretty fun. I got a little nervous, I got because uh, there was like, a, the PS5 generation has already started this thing of like, a, uh, the store like updates around midnight or something, because like, uh, Worms Rumble was available to download like at midnight. Monday, the Monday before the Tuesday was free, and uh, I had a, a couple red flags at the beginning because I downloaded it and tried to play like a match. Well, I played training, which is normal, all right. But then, the for some reason, the train didn't take me back to the main menu after I was finished. I'm like, uh oh, this ain't good. So I I did the hard way, went through the main menu screen, blah blah blah. But then I um. Uh, Try to do a deathmatch on the night that it was downloading, like the night it was available. Um, I was I only got one match, and it took a very long time to find the match. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. But I at least can confirm I've been playing it all week here and there. And after like the initial actual launch day, I've never had a trouble finding a match. You know, granted, I think you can have a max of 32 worms. Maybe I've had like a 27-person match, but uh, this is a lot. Worms Rumble, let me explain that. It's a, it's just a multiplayer uh, death match. And then there's also, when you get a higher rank of uh, Worm, you can do Last Worm Standing. So I think it's more like a Battle Royale. But it's a 2D, well, I don't want to call it 2D, but like the 2.5D side-scrolling uh, multiplayer. So it's like a, so there's multiple levels of the map. Pretty in-depth levels too, because they also you can uh, you can hide like if you're going through a thing and then there's maybe like a, a air duct, you don't know there might be someone in there because you can't see it unless you're inside the duct for that idea of a strategy. And I'm gonna admit it's pretty fun. I think everybody, especially for it's free, and I think it's probably the best time to. Uh, I think that should be the trend. I think these multiplayer games, especially when it's only multiplayer is your focus. I think it should all come out. Free to play, especially since um, you know we got new gen, new new consoles out. So like people are chomping at the bit for new things because that's why I played it. I'm like, you know what? I'm playing all these uh, PS4 games, but let's try a PS5 game, which um, which is kind of cool because the idea of it's not no like uh, ter- like we're gonna innovate the fucking graphics, but it, they use the triggers, they use the triggers of the DualSense, which is awesome. It feels good, and it is pretty fun. I have to admit, it's pretty fun. I would check out the Worms Rebel. It's free, and also like, um, there, they have obviously like the cosmetic stuff you can buy, but you earn, um, fake currency, and also the the more levels you go up, unlocks more. It's kind of more like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remasters um store where like you the higher you level up, more things get to unlock, so you can buy with in store credit or in-game credit but no it's pretty fun i'd check it out worms rumble but um 
another more surprising thing, which is also in the news. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite. I know people might be coming out to get my pro gamer card now because I said it. But I've been playing Fortnite and it's only been since um, season five. Well, this week, season four ended, which involved a uh, what the fuck is that Marvel's name guy? Galactus. His um, he came to the island to try to destroy it, and then the season four ending was the whole map worked together, got into battle buses, kind of like Star Wars. Also with it's also with Marvel characters, so they had like Iron Man and shit working together, and it was fun to watch. They also kudos to using the new ACDZ album, which was a <coughs> cousin Cecil hot pick, but uh, it was um, it was pretty entertaining to watch, and then that kind of broke twitch for a couple like a good 30 minutes like having 1.7 million people watching on twitch the Fortnite ending and they had to my knowledge i was told i heard 15 million active players doing that it kind of crashed uh Fortnite or twitch for a couple minutes for an hour or something and then they came out with timer blah 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 for season five and then turns out season five is about the best bounty hunters of like the multiverse of like the multiverse of like any game. So, uh, the battle pass is launched and it shows, uh, if you buy the battle pass, you get the Mandalorian and I'm like, Oh shit. Oh no. They're look. they're talking cause season pass, the battle passes each year. Like, okay. How about that? Um, not season four, season three was the one that you can get Aquaman, the Jason Momoa version. But if I'm more shocked, I didn't just buy it just to have a, DC skin. They've done Batman. Of course, they had the whole Marvel season. I'm just more shocked at myself, but the Mandalorian just talked to me. And also, uh, the level 100 of the Battle Pass, you get uh, Baby Yoda as your backpack pet. I'm like, ooh. So, I took the plunge also because I uh, I was able... I had I was able to finagle it. I got basically the Battle Pass for 3 bucks, Well, $4. So, it wasn't that bad of a dump into the thing. But they did get more money out of me. After the after that it launched, there was a uh, a tweet from PlayStation. It was uh, like a radio signal, boop, 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 boop. and it had uh, the Jonesy talking. He says, "Note to self: uh, When you're looking through the 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 co- the multiverse for bounty hunters, make sure you look into the background of these people. This guy." Has killed gods and monsters with his bare hands with a limited rage. Boom. They have Kratos in Fortnite. And right now, like, the internet is giving it shit because obviously they're making Kratos do all these Fortnite dances. And, like, this is what we became. But it, um, for 20 bucks, I got, I bought a Kratos skin for Fortnite. And I'm, I'm, it's fun. I'm kind of mad because right now, which, this is more into the Fortnite convos. They keep doing these updates like middle of the season. Like they like they might have to uh, stop and like a thing. So right now in this newest map of Fortnite, there is this big sand pit where the the zero point is shown because after the end of Galactus's approach, he made the zero point of the island um, be out in the out in the open. Don't know what this shit is. So I'm just saying shit that they say. But Around it is all sand, and then at the beginning of the week, you're able to, uh, the sand was kind of like quicksand, but in a good way, you get to hide under the, the sand and kind of look like a shark, like, you don't see nobody, but you see a little hump like a cartoon, 
like you're just flying through the sand. And I was having fun doing that. That was a way for me to feel because I'm not clearly I'm not a builder. That's why I don't play. And I am dealing with uh, these people that are able to. I was able to use a, a sniper rifle and I shot some guy and I was able to take his shield down. But then I was he's able to do a, a, a hurricane spin around with his camera and he's making a fucking five star hotel with a pool to protect himself from me where I'm just hiding from a tree in a tr- by a tree. I don't know how to I'm not that quick on building. But um it's pretty fun. I don't I don't know if it's because it's on the PS5 because again, talking to the person with the OG PS4 before, uh, it looks beautiful. Uh I got to get used to some of the the what is it called? The crosshairs because uh, I got to learn about the how the bullets fall and from shooting them, but the Fortnite, of course, is another one that uses the dual sense. Nothing like, uh, nothing that has been since the Astrobot is like from that same potential of the dual sense. But it is great to see almost. I think it's about what almost every. Well, besides some Ubisoft games, besides Ubisoft games, and I don't think got. Well, I heard Godfall though. So besides Ubisoft games, people are using the triggers. That's awesome. And then also I heard. Uh, Assassin's Creed did use the trigger or the the rumbles better before the patch, but that's a whole nother story. Maybe they'll fix it. But yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. It's only been a short week, but also a little bit of a busy week. Got uh, I got the holiday, the game of the year in the books. Again, right here. I'll just say it again. Thank you, Chalfie and Delvin for jumping on and doing that. It's really cool of you. And then... But yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time. Now I just gotta do all the editing and get it ready for the twenty first. But yeah, let's get into it and let's talk about news. With uh, we already talked about the uh, Fortnite ship, but it's been there's there are some movie or video game stuff, but there is some big time movie news that I want to talk about. We'll start with a little one. Amazon Prime will have all ten episodes of the final half of the of the final season of History Channel's Vikings on December 30th. All 10 episodes will be on there that day. You can stream them that day. And that will be the earliest way to watch that final 10 episodes because it's going to be on the History Channel in 2021, but there's not even a date for when that's going to happen. And it's also going to be weekly. So obviously you would have to, you know, that's 10 weeks of time compared to just watching it on Amazon Prime. So just so you guys know. And then also the showrunner Mike um, Hearsist, uh, Hearist, yeah, Hearist, will be heading to Netflix to do the sequel series to the Vikings as well as staying to at, on the History Channel and doing a Black Plague in the 17th Century of England series for History Channel. So, judging by how they did, he did Vikings, it might be pretty good for History Channel. I'm also interested to see what he, well, matters on what happens on the final se- final episodes of Vikings. I'm interested in seeing what he does for the Netflix series. Uh, Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop. She got the job, and also they also saw her spotted at the in New York for a production of Hawkeye's Disney Plus show. They have a they've already saw a little small clip of her and. Forgot the guy who plays Hawkeye, but Hawkeye running down the stairs with his with her dog from the comic book. I mean, I don't know uh, Kate Bishop as her character in comics, but judging by pictures and also uh, her as an actress, she might be a good fit. 
you know, time will tell. Also, uh, for another big movie news, if you don't think I was going to say it, HBO, well, no, Warner Brothers has kind of put their big dick on the table for what these streaming services should do during this pandemic slash um, Grayer, they did it. I think they're doing it a year too late. They should have just done it all this year and whatever. Uh, the whole movie schedule of Warner Brothers in 2021, starting this Christmas on when Wonder Woman comes out, we will get the whole Warner Brothers lineup on HBO Max day and date, and it will be up on HBO Max for only 30 days. So, what is it? Here's the schedule it will be. Basically, um, I'm going to go down pretty quick. Like, January 29th, we're going to get the little things. March 5th, Tom and Jerry. March 12th, um, the men, who cares about that shit? There's two movies in between, but I don't even know what they are. Like, April 16th, we'll have Reminiscent. But May 21st, we'll have Godzilla vs. Kong. June 4th, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So that's The Conjuring 3. July 16th, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Suicide Squad will be day and date, August 6th. Dune, uh, October 1st. Uh, King Richard, November 19th. And Matrix 4, December 22. These are the also ones that are going to be on this this plan. They're just not scheduled yet. Uh, Cry Macho, I don't know what that is. Um, Malignant is a James Wan movie. So James Wan's the guy who did um, Conjuring Universe, started it, and then also did Aquaman. So... We'll see how that goes. Uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, but Mortal Kombat, and then Judas and the Black Messiah. Those are still being determined when they're going to come out. Hopefully they get get them closer to the... I hope they're like summertime, or maybe like... Uh, what is it? They'll hopefully play by ear. I hope... I'm looking forward to it. I think this is a great move. I do think it is uh, uh, a little too late. Like Some of these movies could have happened this year, and people would have been all good, because... I'm I'm not gonna be a, a person trying to support like oh yeah you guys should think about the movie theaters. AMC is dragging Warner Brothers through the dirt. They fucking bitched uh AMC bitched when um uh, what was it? Universal was thinking about was doing that shit with trolls and they pulled they were gonna do that with um Fast and Furious, but then they they got hazed through AMC theaters. Again, I think it's a great move. I don't know why well, I understand why. It's a it's it's a hard world. It's a cold world for movie theaters. But, you know, people put out their points. Make I just want to see the movies. And I have a good experience at home. But I do get the experience of, like, okay, like with Wonder Woman. I'm like, I just moved down to a place that has IMAX theater. And I'm like, man, that would be cool to see Wonder Woman. Or even I was thinking of... Uh, so nothing can stop me because obviously... They also do day and date and also will be in theaters. So let's say uh, in May, I think I said May, no, March, whatever fucking day I just said for King Kong versus Godzilla. I would almost want to probably go, even though it's at, at home, I almost would rather show my consideration and go to the IMAX theater, experience it there because it's my first time ever seeing it in an IMAX, and then go home and enjoy it for the, the, the remaining 30 days on HBO Max because that's just how I am. But yeah, that's uh pretty cool. And I am I think kudos to HBO and also HBO, you guys like Netflix, uh fucking Hulu and Disney Plus, take some notes cuz like they are 
Like they might be the newest quote unquote streaming service, but just they having the caliber of HBO and AT and T owns Warner Brothers. Blah blah blah. Um, I just think it's a great move, and also shows how streaming service should be used. But that's on that's again me as a person who uh, don't have no stock in theaters, and also just. Don't give a. F- I don't care about theaters, but also I do see where it goes. Uh, I should have said this earlier. Uh, Oscar Isaac has been casted to play Solid Snake for the Metal Gear movie that is in the works. So that's that's pretty awesome. I think he's a great pick. People have been showing fan art. I think he would be a great. Uh, I think he'd be a great Solid Snake. Granted, like you know, always shit around, but I think he'll be do do pretty good. Uh, then also. More for TV before we get into the AEW wrestling had a had a TV episode and they were really hyping it, calling like winter is coming, winter is coming, and they had they had a change of the title. John Moxley lost to Kenny Omega. And it was a it was a pretty good match. Uh, sometimes I've noticed with AEW because I like to be a critique them because I love them. Uh, some of their matches are great and there are people praise them, but sometimes their matches, I think get a little too long in the tooth for even just bumbling around and shit of like, Oh, okay. I can't, but it was a great storyline. And also it's opening up the door for a possible, uh, versus with a different, um, wrestling, uh, promoter, which is an, uh, it's impact. But it's it's making it sound like it might be Impact versus AEW, which is a kind of a, what is it, right now NXT is doing war games and shit, so it's like their way of like combating it. We'll see. We'll see how the day goes. Uh, this Wednesday, so in two days from when this comes up, drops, will be the, the shit. But the biggest thing that came out of Winter is Coming is that Sting, yep, old crow fucking looking Sting is is in AEW. He has signed a multi-year deal and this Wednesday. So on again in two days, he will speak for his first time on AEW because he did. He just came out did like his appearance and it looked great. He uh, he came out during the Cody Rhodes Darby Allen versus um, FTW team, which is um, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and it's Taz as the manager. And I don't want to say no, Luke Hobbs. Yeah, Luke Hobbs. Great guys, great, great rest. Like this is why AEW is great. But the idea of they're gonna have Sting play wrestle, and hopefully, hopefully he can handle. It. I think he, I think they have, I think they have the right people at AEW that can uh, make him make it look good. Like you know, he's an older guy, clearly fucking old, and you know that he is going to probably need a little bit more uh, selling in the in the ring. And I think they have the great people. Like, even if I don't, it ain't going to happen. But the idea of if he wrestled Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is the one who can probably definitely uh, do a well enough dance in the ring to show like, man, Sting still got it. Hoo, hoo, hoo. But I'm looking forward to this. It's a great thing to show that they are leaving 2020, like 2020. Again, this whole, this whole podcast is going to be showing you that there are some fucking big bright lights at the end of this tunnel of 2020 and like with the the wb announcement of course we do we talk about news in the future but the idea of even like a wrestling company is showing some pretty cool ideas is going to happen in 2021 
is I'm looking up. I'm really happy that we're making it. I'm also hoping we can get out of this fucking pandemic so shit can go back to normal. But yeah. But yeah, basically, uh, I even I even got uh, I only got three more stories, and all three. Well, nope, excuse me, five of them. But three of them involve Xbox. Okay. Earlier this week, apparently Microsoft acquired the esports community site of Smash.gg. Long story short, this is a organization that sets up tournaments like on their Twitter. I see Fortnite on their Twitter, multiple fighting games. But their site says basically says the train's going to keep rolling, but Papa Mike, Microsoft is the secret conductor. We'll see if this I uh, now me. We'll see if this stops. Like maybe they'll stop doing Sony-based games. I highly doubt it. But just saying. Now, just basically, Microsoft's going to start signing checks and collecting checks for Smash.gg. And I bet money this is probably the first time probably my listeners even heard of that fucking website. But yeah, also this week, Xbox consoles had their November 2020 update, which gave them new dynamic backgrounds, auto HDR indicators, optimized for Series X and S badges in gaming library, achievement status in the activity tab, pre-install, select coming soon games, game pass titles so that's pretty cool i mean of course i wish playstation was a little as transparent as this that would be a really good move for them and also more not to be a bad guy there's rumors that xbox's uh big quadruple a studio the initiative might be doing um an episodic game for their games they're not might they might not be making um, a quote-unquote, uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to say it like that, but like, they're not going to make be making like a Last of Us full story in one game. They're trying to be, they were apparently inspired by the TV show Black Mirror and being able to just do like an episodic movie or game, which apparently, like Black Mirror, you might have a, a problem and solution in the same game, but then their next game might might be in the same universe, but does not involve that first game. For what they're trying to sell you, Xbox, this is probably their great move. It matters on the and they also have fa- a fan base that will be, I'm gonna say brainwashed, but like, say this is a good move. But the idea of is they're clearly doing it because they want you to keep paying for Game Pass. What's the best way to pay for Game Pass? Is keep having content coming out. So what would be a good content idea? Having a AAA studio that is focused on doing episodic shows, so that you know that hey, this month by Game Pass, next um, in I don't know. Let's see their scheduling of how to get the the shit out. But hey, uh, you know it's a way to keep you on the hook of Game Pass. Teach his own for it. But hey, uh, and then we got two more. This one's gonna be one sad and one optimism. The first the sad one. Uh, Casey Hudson and uh, Mark Dara have officially left Bioware. They were obviously Casey Hudson was a is the Mass Effect name behind it, and Mark is also the one behind Dragon Age. But uh, basically, they said they they're leaving, they're retiring from the studio, and they said Bioware is in good hands. So they kind of put all the whole fucking plate of Mass Effect, the new Mass Effect. Um, game which is was just kind of said hey we're working on a new mass effect game which is kind of like a no-brainer uh basically bioware austin is going to have a lot of shit on their plate they're running the they're focusing on dragon age 
They're also the ones working on uh, Bio Anthem 2.0. Now they're working on the Mass Effect shit. And I I don't quote me, but I don't even know if I is Bioware Austin also being the ones helping uh, remaster Mass Effect trilogy that just was announced. I'm like wow, it feels kind of poopy. Again, I'm not gonna. I don't know the the working environment of Bioware. I don't know if they're just push come to shove. But they uh, Casey said uh, he they kind of looked at it like basically. COVID kind of fucked it all up for him. Like He didn't say these words directly like that, but the idea how I interpreted it was, you know, maybe it's maybe it's really shitty as a game uh, for a director, especially for him, to be at home, like in that, that area of like you're at home, but then you have to stay away from your family because you're working, and then as a game director, you're probably... Zoom calling this, Zoom calling that, fucking emails here. Uh, like it's it's probably way better to be in the hands-on or at least in the office cubicle style. You know, maybe that's it. Just maybe is what broke the camel's back. So I wish both of them good luck. I wish also, uh, Bioware Austin luck, and also I hope they they get paid right for all this shit falling onto their plates. But also. Here, I'm going to transition it like this because I've been learning. Casey Hudson said if they did return back to the game industry for him because they quote-unquote retired, maybe it's their way to get out of a contract or something. He said he would come back maybe as like more of a smaller like indie studio. So, another story that came out. <laughs> look at that transition. Uh, the direct... I didn't know this. Sony Japan had three... People leave the studio. One before, and then these two have just joined him. But uh, the original... Hold on, let me read it all how I wrote it. Uh, the former original Silent Hill director who's been with Sony Japan for 20 years has left. And the director of The Last Guardian slash Puppeteer have left Sony Japan. And they joined... Uh, I can't remember. He They joined the person who made Gravity Rush... To make this new game studio called um, Boca Game Studio. B-O-K-E-H Game Studio. I just want to keep the optimism out there. Because, okay, so there now there's a new game studio that has the director of Silent Hill, the original one. People who worked on the director of Gravity Rush and the director of Puppeteer slash Last Guardian. All under the same umbrella. And now they get to make a game that they probably want to. So I'm looking forward to maybe this is definitely going to be a three, maybe four year thing before we see anything. Maybe they do something really small. We'll see. But yeah, um, Bokeh Game Studios. But yeah, that was, uh, you know, I sound like I had a lot of fucking news, but I'm, I think I fired away as you can see by timing. But yeah, this was a pretty short and sweet, good week. Um, this week's hot picks. At least I'll have at least more descriptive talking for these. Um, comics. Daredevil. Uh, right now, you can go pick up. Uh, where is it? I think I just looked at. It. Like I think it's Daredevil twenty five, which which is already out, but it's starting the storyline of Matt Murdock is about to start a two year sentence for unintended manslaughter. I'm I'm sorry for spoilers if you're trying to do new like that, but the idea this is how I'm going to pitch you the idea of. 
why you should maybe pick it up. And then if you like it, you can nothing stops you from buying trade paperbacks of because we're on issue twenty five. You can probably get one through twelve for eighteen twenty bucks through a trade paperback, so you can at least get caught up while you're waiting for these because these are only monthly. Uh, again, this ain't Matt's uh, Murdoch's first time in jail, and this ain't the first time while he's in jail somebody else has taken the mantle of Daredevil. Like, uh, like they've had Iron Fist before, or even Black Panther has done being the has been the man with no fear. But this time around uh, is going to be Electra. So we're going to have a female daredevil. And then what made me interested is IGN made it sound like uh, it could be a real two-year real-time uh, prison sentence for Matt Murdock. So that's only that's 24 issues of with uh, Electra as daredevil. And I like I like to hear when that shit happens. I like when uh, I don't say because again this may not happen because they can always flip it around. But I like when they commit to uh, a plan. So hey hey new reader, you might want to jump into Daredevil because of uh, we're doing this storyline. But don't worry, we're not gonna flip the storyline. Maybe in four issues, you're gonna have a, a two year window of reading. Daredevil as this situation. Matt Murdock's in prison. Electra's out there resisting the way of killing as an assassin, but she's just now going to try to be a good Daredevil. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then for TV, um, I wish everybody to go look, watch um, Euphoria, the, the, the special that's on HBO Max. Like the Christmas special. I don't call it Christmas special, but uh, part one is called Rue. Which is the, uh, I can't remember her name, Zadaya, her main character, her character. And uh, it was beautifully made. I don't want to call it a one shot, but like the idea of uh, it was Christmas Eve in the storyline. And they, he meet, she meets up with Ollie, her sponsor. Because if you don't know what Euphoria is, Euphoria involves, um, she's a, a teenage like drug addict. And I, I want to keep it like that because I, I said you the, I had the most vaguest way of explaining that show. But she was talking with her sponsor. And what was beautiful is it was literally a whole 58-minute, well, a whole 50-minute conversation of a proper back and forth of some real shit talking. When I say shit talking, the idea of like some real crap of like uh, they talk about death. They talk about um average like just you know what i mean the way of like how a good conversation of trying to get the your point across to a person who might not want help as a sponsor or the idea of trying to tell your sponsor your your outlook in life why you do it it was really beautifully done and um it was it was so well done that it felt for me like if 2020 needed a nail in the coffin to show, like I've been saying, this whole podcast. Like, get over this year. We're going to get stronger and ever, blah, blah, blah. Like, that episode was really well done. Um, They even, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a great point in view of like, you know how sponsors with drugs involve God? She brought up a, a 
counterpoint so well. Well, not, you know what I mean? It was written so well that you like, wow, she just really rallied that, that, that conversation back to his pocket. And it took, you know, and then, the, then uh, an event happened, which I, I call it an event, but I don't want to spoil it. So an event happened and he bounced back in and said, you know what? And boom, hit her, hit her with the other thing again. It was just so well done for a conversation with points of like, you know, you're wrong. No, I'm, you know, flip flopping in a good way. I suggest everybody should go watch it. And then also, um, I would first say watch the whole season. Stick with me. I'm going to say it. But if you just want to watch a great conversation to end 2020, you can watch that special because at the during the special of the the, the special episode, it will kind of give you a small overshadow of what happened in that season. So you're not going to leave that episode a little. Uh, in the shadows of like, man, I wonder what, why, what's her baggage? But I could all, you could also treat this as a, like a, an episode that gives you, um, like you watch this first and then you can go back to season one and go, Oh, so that's what happened. And now I understand even more. Like it, it was written so well. I was and I was very amazed. Kudos to the whole crew on that episode. Euphoria, uh, special part one, episode Rue, like the idea, and the music from Greta Van Fleet, Age of Machines. Greta Van Fleet is a uh, small, well, not small, is a rock band from Michigan, and I think I like. I wanted to give them a little shout, which they don't fucking listen to this, but the idea of. When I was working for the casino up north, I got to go to a like a summer festival with their food truck. And during a break, we got to, you know, walk around and we went to the one of the concert uh, pavilions and there was this band playing Led Zeppelin uh, covers. And like the, the oldest kid in that during that time, because I can remember like that, the oldest kid was 21 years old. There were 18 year olds. And the idea of we're in 2000s and hearing Led Zeppelin still being played and respected was great. Year and a half later, uh, that band has a record deal. They've been being praised. You've, you've heard uh, their first single, which I can't remember, was... Um, I want to say in Borderlands 3, in the least the advertisements. And I can't remember what other movie, but like, um, but yeah, Greta Van Fleet, Age of Machines. And then, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Again, follow me on Twitter, at MikeFowler93. Uh, Twitch.tv slash CousinCecil, C-U-Z-N-C-I-S-E-A-L. Also on Instagram, Cousin Cecil. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. That was pretty quick, huh? Episode 20 in the books. And uh, you guys go have fun. Enjoy the enjoy your family. Until next time, be good to each other. And peace. Peace.